You're listening to Tim Talks, Taking Interest in Ministry, a conversation between two great friends with over 70 years of ministry between them. Ministering on opposite sides of the border, Dr. Al Stone is the General Director of Bearing Precious Seed Canada and Pastor Emeritus of the Bible Baptist Church in St. Thomas, Ontario, Canada, while Pastor Dan Wolven pastors the North Columbus Baptist Church in Columbus, Ohio. Listen now as Al and Dan review and relate their experiences in hopes of helping others who are taking an interest in ministry. Now, here is Tim Talks. Welcome to Tim Talks. Oh, no one could see that, but no China, 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 China. No. No pinky extended. No. It is back back to to the Yeti. The Yeti. The the Tim Talks. What do you call that? That would be kind of a... What color? What color would you call that? Sissy that's green. A, a feminine no, no, green. No, no, that's not sissy. No, no, no. That's, kind of a, that's almost an aqua teal. Teal. That's it. Teal. And it happens to be one of my favorite colors. I love that color. It's the same as your T-shirt that you have on. Yeah. Sissy green. <laughs> sissy green. I'm more of a Lorne green kind of guy. <laughs> Lorne green. Green. He's a faithful Canadian, Lorne green. Yeah, yeah. and for those of you that don't know, he was uh, he was the father on the Ponderosa. He was Ben Cartwright, so yep, Canadian, love that guy. So he didn't wear teal, never, no. But but he only had one child. <laughs> we have three. Okay, so you brought this up on Monday. I got to tell you the story. So um, we have three children, and that's uh, what God gave us. We're glad for it. You know, so uh, what happened was I go out to preach for this guy. I didn't really know him. I knew of him, but I didn't really know him. And I get out to the church and I go to his house and he has a huge family, huge. Mm-hmm. And so he says, you know, we're sitting down to eat. Every kid gets like a slice of bologna and maybe a p- half a piece of bread for supper. You know, it's pretty, pretty tight. And he says, so how many children do you have? And I said, we have three children. I said, I have uh, two girls and a boy. And he goes, that's it? And I said, yeah, that's that's it. That's what God gave us. I said, um, my wife had diabetes, gestational diabetes. And the doctor said if she had more children, there was a good chance she would have full-blown diabetes the rest of her life. So we decided that we would you know, we would have three children. And, and I said, how many children do you have? And he said, seven. I said, that's it? <laughs> <laughs> He didn't, he didn't have an answer for that. He didn't have an answer. I think his wife was just tired. I think she was just tired. <laughs> that would be the answer. It was a lot. Well, you know, that's each and every couple's decision. And I know that you could say the same thing with what we said on Monday. What we said on Monday is the purpose, the motivation, you know, your plan, you know, what your priorities are. And we never brought in anything about birth control on Monday. Right. You know, we were we were dealing with, you know, the heart and the purpose and the plan and just what the Lord does say. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, that's, that's an individual decision, and that's got to be between you and the Lord. Um, I don't preach for it. I don't preach against it. Uh, that's, that's a personal thing. And... And I believe this. I believe there was a time when preachers did make that decision for people, either from the pulpit or, you know, in other teachings. To me, 
my understanding of what I'm supposed to be as a pastor is I'm supposed to tell people what the Bible says, and then they have to take that home and they have to deal with that on a personal level. I have no business being in your home telling you what to do or directing you in how you should live your life. Well, I'm they could for, that could be said for what we said Monday. The rebuttal, could. you know, it could for it what could. we said Monday. Yep. But what we what we're talking about Monday and what we plan on continuing through the week is the things that God says. You know, it, there's a, there's there's to me there's a big difference with the opportunity of trying to uh, remain and and have good health and try to be try to balance the scripture with what's going on in this world and uh, you know the things that we're allowed to have again personal preference. I'm right. not an organ donor. My wife right. is. You mm-hmm. know, hey, that you know, she wants to do that. I don't want to do it. So, um, you know, and I've got reasons why, whether they're valid or not, that's up to each and every individual. Well, I think a lot of churches aren't using organs anymore. I think they're going more to the piano. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I wouldn't even think about it. I wouldn't even consider it. <laughs> it's like... Who would want anything that I have? <laughs> I told, Heart I told would be Ruthie, way too small. Brain the size of a pea. I mean, <laughs> yeah, goodness. <laughs> I told Ruthie, I said, if you could at least wait till I'm dead. I mean, she's already given them away now. <laughs> <laughs> so the oh, question man. was, yes, you know, Why? how we are, what you say to young couples who are planning on saying, I don't want children. Right. That's a lot different than the birth control argument to me. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. They do absolutely. overlap, of course. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I will say my wife wanted to have a fourth child. She was hoping that we could have another boy so Nate would have a brother. And I said, well, chances are we could have another girl and there'd be three of them and one of him. So uh, there was no surefire answer on that. But um, because of the gestational diabetes, we decided that it would probably be best. She, to this day, regrets and says, we probably should have had one more. I I was happy with the three we had. I thought God had given me my quiver full. That comes from Psalm 127 as well. That um, verse five, actually. Um I felt that we had a good home, a good balance, and so we decided that's that's all we're going to uh, have in our home. And God gave us that. God was happy with that, so that's where we went. But uh, yeah, it, yeah. It's, so read that passage for us. Uh, you know, I don't have it right with me. Oh, I've got my the verses bad. marked down, but I don't have it right with me. I can get it. Um, well, maybe it talks while you're about talking, happy is the man that yeah. hath his quiver full of them. You know, yeah. so whenever whenever God's talking about. You want to be happy. And and this is the aspect here that we're trying to address is that a young couple says, I want to be happy. Therefore, I do not want any children. Right. Or right. I don't Here's, want any children for 10 or 15 years. Yeah. here I found that for you. Here's uh, Psalm 127. It says, verse 1, Except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain that build it. Except the Lord keep the city, the watchman wake but in vain it is vain for you to rise up early to sit up late to eat the bread of sorrows for he giveth his beloved sleep lo Amen. children are an heritage of the lord and the fruit of the womb is his reward and arrows in the hand of a mighty man so are children of the youth happy is the man that hath his quiver full of them they shall not be ashamed but they shall speak with the enemies in the gate 
So there's that passage there. So yeah, yeah so it, it starts. It, it addresses right at the very beginning of, look, the Lord has a blueprint for your home and your family. Don't worry if you have children. Don't worry. It's vain to stay up late. It's vain for you to wake up nervous and worried. And what are we going to do? And yeah, give our problems to God. God has promised yeah. that that we can trust Him. He's promised He will take care of us. Now, it does not mean that young couples who have children are going to be in the same kind of house that their mom and dad are living in. That's right. That's right. Absolutely. I will say this too. I know a lot of young couples that want to have children and can't. They're not able to have yeah. children. And so there, there's going to be some circumstances where you say, oh, I don't want to have children. God might say, well, I've already got that in my plan. Mm-hmm. Or, or he might say, I've got something great for one of your children to do. And I think that's we have to allow for that to be in that plan. And there's a balance there of you know your walk with the Lord. God, God will show you, direct you, help you. That's got to be in God's plan. And we have to work with that. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to touch on this now, but I'd like to maybe leave it to Friday for a little more in depth. But... Here's part of my thinking when I had kids, and this was long-range thinking. As I get older, and I'm finding it now, as I, you know, I've turned 60, I'm realizing that Whoa. as I get older, I'm going to need some hope. I'm going to need some help. I'm going to need somebody to help me in my older age. And my children are going to be a part of that. That's part of that plan. And I'm already talking to them about that. And they've already said, Dad, we'll hire someone. We don't really want to do it. But um, um, we're trying to make plans. Well, we could, we, could, you know, we could live with somebody or we could you know, have a granny suite or something. And you know, we're talking about those things because that's part of the plan of having children. They can be a help in those later ye- years of life. So I think both of us, you know, as we get older, need to consider who's going to help us in our old age. And if you don't have children, I mean, if your spouse lives, that's great. But if your spouse passes on, you're by yourself. And the thought of me being alone in my older age kind of scared me a little bit, to be honest. And I thought, if I've got children, there's a potential there that those children can help. And so that was part of my thought of having children as well, even early on in the decision of making uh, that move to have children. That was part of my my thinking. Yeah, I never really thought much about that. It's just uh, a desire to have children that we both had. And, um, you know, to be honest with you, the goal of the children for us is we wanted more people to be able to serve the Lord, more people to be given out the gospel, more people to be able to live a testimony of the grace of Jesus Christ. And I think that's what it's talking about spiritually with having a quiver of arrows. Those arrows are sent forth uh, to be, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, used as a detriment to the enemy. And Mm -hmm. our enemy certainly is Satan and uh, the world, the flesh, the devil. And, uh, you know, our goal and desire as believers is that we would uh, have godly children and they would become godly parents, and that they would have godly children, and that they would have godly parent. They would become godly parents, and so, right. um, you know, I think that's a that's a real strong desire to be able to have is uh, you know that benefit of boys and girls, teenagers, parents, you know, young young adults becoming adults, and and then their own families of. Um, you know, as believers to learn to trust in the Lord and have an influence on other people. Absolutely. And let's not forget uh, free servants. Uh, that was a big reason <laughs> I'd have kids to take out the garbage, do the laundry, you know, all those things. 
And my kids reminded me that often that, you know, we're, they were just slaves in our home. And I said, um, you're absolutely correct. We are feeding you and you have a place to stay. So it's not really free. Um, we could charge you for that. So it worked out in the end. <laughs> then they went out on their own and begged to come back because it was way easier here than it was doing it themselves. <laughs> So yeah, that's that's part of it. So yeah, yeah. So so again, now if we want to deal with the area of birth control, we certainly can. And I got no problem with that. But this is not really that argument. You know, the argument for me is not birth control or not. The argument for me, as we're trying to deal and help young couples, young families, um, to understand, you know, biblical principles that will help. God says that you're not necessarily going to be uh, ruining the decision and and mourning the decision of having children. When you have children, you're going to be happier. Right. And so that's that's from God. That's not some, you know, old crank, you know, just standing up in the pulpit and yelling about it. Or, yeah. you know, where you say, well, that's your experience. And we are going into an, a... Uh, we're dealing with now, and as pastors, we got to be considerate. We're dealing with people that a lot of people have been abused. Yeah. And so, yeah. you know, that number is rising. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and there's a real fear of what, you know, I don't want, I don't want to have kids because I don't want them to ever go through what I went through. Yeah. And and so you know to be understanding, I, I just feel like it's uh, it's important for us to teach those things, not beat right. people over the head with it, but to teach it and and to be frank and honest with it. Right. I have to say, I've seen a lot of circumstances where people that probably shouldn't have had children have children as well. I mean, there are people that are heavily involved in drugs and alcohol. Their lives are spinning out of control, and it seems like. A good number of those have many children, and a lot of times those children have to be taken away from them because they can't parent them. They don't parent them. They are detriment and a hurt to them. And there's sometimes when you think, well, you know, those people should be limited in how many kids they can have. But then again, you know, if we go by Psalm we 127, we don't know the ways of God. You that's know, I right. mean, how many of those children? You know, may come out to be, uh, uh, I mean, truly an an asset. For the things of God, for right, the things of right. Christ, I, I can think of right now. I could give you five names, right now, of uh, of preachers who their their mom uh, was considering having an abortion because she was either single uh, or even raped, and were considering right. uh, maybe I should just uh, not have this child. And so, yeah. whenever you start, you, you know, we are not. We are not eternal, and certainly we're not God, but, uh, you know, you never know what may happen with some of those children. But, yeah, right. it, it is very unfortunate, and, and I grieve over uh, boys and girls that, that are born, born into situations with, with such debauchery and, and danger and they lose their innocence so early. Yeah. This is a little off topic, but, man, do I praise the Lord for people that adopt children. Amen. Um, that's... That's a Amen. huge thing, and that's a Amen. huge undertaking. And my wife and I had considered that at one time, and my wife, you know, more than I, she said, well, if we're not going to have any more naturally, maybe we should consider adopting. And we just, it just wasn't, you know, 
I just didn't feel led of the Lord to do that. But there are people that do, and man, I'm so glad for them and praise the Lord for them. It's a huge undertaking, especially today with all of yeah. the rigmarole you have to go through to even oh, get the to a position where you can adopt. Yeah, I don't think that yeah. we could have ever afforded to be able to do yeah. that. Not it's not really, afforded to take care of the child, but right. to be in the 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 uh, economic bracket to be right. even qualified to adopt. We had a family member who did, and they had some help from family and and different things. It was over fifty thousand uh, dollars. They adopted, actually, ended up adopting two children from China, and uh, fifty thousand dollars for wow. one of the children. So yeah, it was a lot. But I mean, some people are able to do that. Some people, you know, have saved to do that. I'll tell you who's great about that is Dutch. The Dutch people here in Canada are incredible about fostering and adopting children. And I don't know what it is about their culture or what it is, uh, but they they do, and uh, they're amazing. So praise the Lord for them. Thank you for doing that. But yeah, um, there's so an old saying. So I thank the that, Lord for medical advancements that yes. that we have. Um, my wife would have it, it 100 years or so ago my wife would have died in childbirth with Steve mm-hmm. no no question our first one wow. and they may have saved wow. his life but they would not have been able to save her life and so wow. i i thank the lord for that that uh, with these medical advancements and so whenever i i look at birth control as the aspect of are you trying to eliminate children completely because you choose not to or you're trying to uh, make personal medical decisions you know w- with your own with your own family so um that's my that's my take on that part there yeah. uh but uh, it but I, I look at it i don't look at it as uh never but i do look at it as let, let's make sure that we go by bible principle first and foremost mm-hmm. and fundamentally and God gives us wisdom and prudence as we walk down that path in his scriptures. Right. Well let me let me put the question to you that you put to me. Why three children for you guys? What what was your decision in that decision? We had process? four. Denise had a miscarriage. Right. Right. And so right. um you know and uh the aspect was her health. Mm-hmm. You know, people don't necessarily go through five, six, seven you know, C-sections is right. very unwise and, right. and can be can be very, very detrimental, uh, you know, to somebody's health, you know. Right. So I felt like, um, you know, as we were praying and we were trying to seek the will of the Lord, um, I'll tell you what happened for sure is uh, in between our first and second child, I had an appendectomy. My appendix huh. burst. And so I had to, I was in the hospital for a week and I remember driving home and riding home and, and uh, we were talking about having another kid. And, and I said, I cannot imagine going through this, uh, you know, time and time and time again. And Denise said, yeah. well, Dan, it's not like we're bringing your appendix home in a blanket, you know? <laughs> yeah. So, so I remember saying, look, we'll have as many children as you think that you want that is fine right. because you know uh, it just sort of hit home more especially right then you know right, of right. uh you know going through that going through that surgery but thinking of uh you know cesarean section and so um you know that was that was much of what we had to deal with and i just you know right. by the time you get to fifth and sixth and seventh child c-section that's uh 
extremely dangerous and, and right. can cause some long-term uh, problems. Complications, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I'd like to know, too, like my grandma that had, you know, nine children, ten children, I'd like to know how many of those she was hoping for, expecting. I know she loved every one of them, and she was a great mother to all of them, but was that my grandfather's desire, or was that her desire, or was it their desire? And I think in some days gone by, the man just said, we're going to have children, and there was not much real thought given to that. Maybe maybe afterwards, I don't know. But I think today there's definitely better communication between husband and wife on you know how that works and what's best. And I know that maybe in days gone by, there wasn't much thought given to, you know, what toll is this taking on my wife to have eight, well, nine, ten kids? We're guessing that. Right. We're guessing absolutely. that. We have no idea. You no. know, you have absolutely no. no idea what they communicated and what they said. And I, I know we look at a generation, three generations ahead of us and say, well, this was the stereotypical, but we never, we don't have an idea. You know, so no. they may have been very concerned and, and just saying, well, we're just going to trust in the Lord or good health or whatever it is. Yeah. And yeah, I don't know. But I think I think at time past, I think there may have been it was different. It was just different. And I think today sure. there is more communication about that. Um, and, you know, my grandparents were godly people. They loved the Lord. They wanted to serve the Lord. And like I said, they had a farm. They had a business. And. You know, obviously, once you have a certain number of children, then those older children help becoming become the parents as well. My my niece or my nieces, my aunts became surrogate mothers for some of them boys. And my dad is very very close to his sisters. He was the last one. The sisters were you know in the upper range of children. So a lot of times when he needed help as a little boy, his sisters were the ones that gave that help. My my grandma was you know trying to look after feeding nine children, washing clothes for nine children, you know, freezing stuff for nine children, all that. So, yeah, so when, the more you have, the, the more help you have on that other end as well. So that could be part of it. Well, so. I, I'm just going to freak every teenager out right now. And um, I know I've got the number wrong, but I think Denise's dad was one of 11. Yeah. But I think they had 13, but two of them died, you know, yeah. as infants. Yeah. And so the oldest daughter got married and uh you know was was needing to go to work and Denise's uh grandmother uh nursed that that daughter's baby Whoa. because she had just you know was not far from having a baby herself. So wow. So she wow. she nursed her own grandchild and that wow. that that grandchild grew up calling her mom sis and her grandmother ma. Oh, my so, word. You know, oh, my it, word. it just. <laughs> oh, so, you just freaked me out. You just freaked me <laughs> out. Forget the kids. So, so that's, I'm not advocating that for every individual. No, no. <laughs> we had a lady in our church. I believe they had 18 children, no twins or triplets. 18 wow. children. Yeah, it's wow. crazy. French Canadian background. Yeah, yeah, crazy, crazy, crazy. Wow. Uh, hey, there you go. Let, work for them. You know, I, I bet yeah. they loved every one of them. Sure, if they could remember their names. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you? I'm so, your son. Oh yeah. So now we have destroyed the foundation we tried to lay on Monday. <laughs> well, I don't know about that, but. <laughs> 
we got to look at it from every angle, every viewpoint. So wait till Friday. Wow, I can't wait to see where we go with this. Oh, wow. I'm Al Stone. I have three children. I'm thrilled with what God gave us. And if you have more than that, God bless you. If you have, if you have 18 children, wow, you're amazing. My hat's off to you. I'm Al Stone. This is Dan Wolven in Columbus, Ohio. Thank you so much for listening. God bless you. Keep those questions coming in. Who knows how we're going to corrupt them? Yeah. Hey, maybe I'll ask on Friday. I've talked to a lot of people that came from large families and asked them, are you going to have a large family? Let's see where that goes. We'll do that on Friday. This is Tim Talks. We'll be back. God bless you. Have a great day, eh? We'll be back on Friday. You've been listening to Tim Talks, taking interest in ministry, with new podcasts added each Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. To learn more about your hosts, Dr. Al Stone and Pastor Dan Wolven, you can visit us at timtalks.com. That's T-I-I-M talks.com.